Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Let's get the morning started out with how y'all doing. I hope you all had a great weekend. Um, it was Mother's Day passing, or Pat, this past Sunday. And, uh, you know, just very grateful for the experience to spend with my mom a little bit in the morning and then with my, uh, my, my girlfriend and her mom and her family. So it was interesting to, to do so. So we're going to start out right away. I don't have too much time to record today, but there was a couple things that were very important that I had read in the past week. And um, I'm reading this book. Uh, I've mentioned it before called uh, by Timothy Keller and Catherine Leary Alsdorf. It's all connecting your connecting your work to God's work, every good endeavor. Now, this is a Christian book, but I felt like it had some merits and something to really understand that I think that we all could take some value from um, one way or the other. I am a very progressive um, Christian. Um, I I do not follow suit with feeling guilty um, to have to, to believe or to love God. Um, I don't put my destination of my life determinant on God to point it out for me, but to continue doing the works, good or bad mistakes or accomplishments, um, whatever. So um, my beliefs are a little, a lot different from a lot of people's and that's because I I choose to be that way. But this book really had a, a, a chapter or two pages that really caught my interest. And it's something to mention about the world and how we handle things. And especially with the, the things that are going on in politics and how we identify through culture. And um, this one section is called Idols of Tradition, Traditional Cultures. And I'm going to read a little bit out of it for you. And I'll tell you the highlights of what I really got out of it. And here we go. As we just mentioned, traditional cultures in the past and present understand the world to contain moral absolutes that are known mainly through tradition and religion. Wisdom is passed down from one generation to the next. Next, Figures of authority such as parents, priests, and rulers. Such cultures teach their members that their lives have meaning if they assume they are faithful to to their duties and roles within the community as sons and daughters, as fathers and mothers, and members of the tribe and nation. In such cultures, family, race, and nation can become dangerously paramount. This is the basis for honoring ki- honor killings in such cultures where members of family kill members perceived to bring dishonor on the clan. The elevation of family and traditional cultures often result in minimal support and recourse to the victims of spousal and child abuse. This also helps us understand why Japanese soldiers in World War II despise allied prisoners of war who, they reasoned, had put their own individual lives ahead of their nation by not fighting to the death. All of these practices seem almost impossible to understand for those in contemporary Western societies. Nonetheless, in Western societies, we have still struggled mightily with the idols of race and racism. 
American theology theologian Reinhold Niebuhr、um, understood that the tendencies to privilege the interest of one's own tribe or nation over other others is to due to the cosmic insecurity of our sinful hearts. This insecurity. Fixes on race to bolster our sense of value. We see differences between our own culture and those of others in highly moralistic terms. We look down on others' race so that we can think of ourselves as superior. This idol can easily grow into something very cruel. As a result, it's possible to make a nationality. National security or cultural or racial purity into an end in itself, justifying militarism and domestic oppression, or at least indifference to the plight of minorities. Now, that's just a small section out out of this book, and I really felt it was important to read that section because I feel that that is something that we are suffering heavily right now. One of the many different problems that we are going through here in in the United States and in the world, and you know, I I really I put this book down because I for a time I got at my men's group at church, and、um, I go to church just for this men's group only. I don't go to service, and there's a reason why. I don't go to service because every time I walk in a service, it's always in a dark place with very little light. And it's all—it's like a stage performance to set the moods, to set、um, some kind of following. But what I got out of it, you know, I just—I couldn't sing the songs or the hymns to make me feel bad. You know, they—they they talk about being a sinner. You know, like it's inescapable. But the thing is about that is like, yes, I'm—I'm I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna. Falter, but why should I? You know, it's it says in the Bible, you know, do not judge others unless you, you, you be judged. You know, and then it talks about Christ. You know, he without sin, you know, cast the first stone when the stone when they were talking about Mary Magdalene. So it's kind of like a hierarchy, you know, in all through the Bible. And if you really are a student of the Bible, and not just looking at it theologically or religiously. You look at it in the sense that they're telling a story of the error of, of being a human, and then to put your hope and your destiny on God, and He's going to save you from it all, you know. And then they come up with like I've heard things talking about the devil. I've heard things talked about、um, other religions, you know. And and I I think almost most. Most faiths do that as well, back and forth. And to me, it's kind of like that. I think we miss the point, and God really points out with Jesus Christ, like love all, regardless of no matter what you come from or what you do. You know,、uh, you will follow and love in line, regardless. And so then it goes into my modern take on faith. You know, it, it's. I mean, some people even turn to becoming atheists. Um, because of this, this ideology or th- or theories, you know, and Christianity I, in its whole is losing 
people's interest because what's being peddled on the industry of of religion is not very much welcomed um people are paying more attention to let's just spend time with family why do i have to give 10 percent um so on and so forth i mean it's a long a going story in an argument in itself and i may offend some christians but you know what um you're not my judge you're not my maker and when i meet my maker i will have to answer not just for my sins not just for my accomplishments but for my being and choice as a person and if we more understood that you know and relied on that then we wouldn't be worried and shame so much. I mean, because like I've watched and read books about people who went to prison falsely accused of crimes. And I've, I've read stories where the most horrific person, killer, you know, had a relationship with God and was sent to death row and killed, you know, and it's just like, you know, everyone has their, their place in heaven. And um, being a student of philosophy, uh, be a student of theology, intelligence, worldly, worldview, um, history. I mean, I, I t- I've taken in accord with a lot of things. And so out of my reading, getting back to it exactly, um, the things that really stood out, um, and I underline this, especially here, is um, American theologian, Reinhold Nybar understood that the tendency to privilege the interest of one's own tribe or nation over others is due to the cosmic insecurity of sinful hearts. This insecurity fixes on the race bolster sense of value. So what I got out of that is, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican American. I'm also Irish American. My mom, my mom's uh, descent is Irish, English, and French. You know, and um, my father's is Native American, Spanish, and one other thing according to Ancestry.com's um, lineage. You know. Sorry about that. I got interrupted and uh, it happens sometimes. But anyway, getting back to um, what I was saying, I <laughs> I hate that when a call comes in and you're recording on your phone, it interrupts your recording and maybe your thought process. Anyway, um, so what I was thinking in what I had just read is that um, being culturally trained, um, on the Mexican side of my family, you know, there's this, um, this stance, you know, you, you gotta be Mexican. You gotta be tough. You gotta be this, you gotta be that. And then same in the Irish culture, you know, same in my mom's. I mean, it doesn't really change, you know, and I've heard constantly heard it all over and all over my life, you know, around my life, you know, it's just like, um, you know, people want to be accepted, but they don't want to dilute their culture. And coming to the United States or being living to the United States from other, you know, cultures, uh, a lot of them will not change their core values. Um, first generation, like I've met a lot of Chinese people who, you know, or even Asiatic people, they do not change 
in their value of their core morality and system. You know, they're, they're not. They stick to their own foods most of the time. They very rarely get outside that and they want people to try theirs, you know, which is okay, but it's like kind of like putting blinders on. So um, with this also view, it, it can be very political because um, according to your religion or your faith or your theology, you're going to basically say that, you know, in order to do business, you know, I've, I've met some certain, I'm not going to say it, um, Middle Eastern culture, and they will flat out tell you, uh, unless you are there a certain faith, they will not do business with you, which is also blinded and decision-making. And then we look at the current situation that's going on with trade agreements, um, tariffs, um, trade wars, and then police actions, you know, like, like the United States, Donald Trump has ordered, um, a carrier group to the Persian Gulf, you know, and which is really dangerous because I mean, we just finished up with Iraq. Why would you want to go start another freaking war or confrontation that may possibly lose tens and thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of American lives for a business venture? Now, here, here's my thought. If someone were to come over here in this country and tell us if we don't bow down to their religious and business views, they're going to send an aircraft carrier right off the coast of the United States. Well, of course, it's going to piss somebody off because you're telling someone how to run their lives or live in their government, you know, and that can be, you know, a problem in itself. So when this book in Timothy Keller's Every Good Endeavor when they said that line, you know, this insecurity fixes on race to bolster our sense of value. Um, it's like saying someone else's business idea that really doesn't benefit the whole nation. Someone's overall business view is more important. So you should follow in line, you know, and, and sacrifice everything. Just like what, you know, when I was talking in my reading earlier about, um, how the Japanese viewed the Americans when they surrendered, you know, uh, like not fight to the, to the death and they didn't know how to handle. So they even abused him even more. And, uh, what was it? The walk of Bataan, something like that. Anyway. So what I want to point out is, is that is your, here's my question. Is your cultural moralistic, um, theological reasoning interfering with your connection with other people. That's a really, really big thing that I'm thinking about this morning. And uh, I just wanted to go away with that. So uh, uh, thank you for your time. And um, I look forward to your responses. If you're listening to me here on Anchor, please, uh, if you would like to leave an applaud or even have questions, make a comment, leave a call in. You can do that. Um, there, if you're listening to me on other platforms, I greatly appreciate you. You can write me at Good Vibes, Jason B at gmail.com. And that's all the time I have for today. And you all have a wonderful one.